This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Everybody seemed to have at least one play that was bad on them. Maybe I can't think of one for Dax Hill in specific. He's played pretty well all year. But Nick Scott had a play where Jermaine Pratt pointed, and he was supposed to carry a guy. I believe it was on a cover three. And he didn't carry him. Ended up being a scene ball for a big gain. And then the next play that was the slide route that is it on Pratt? Or did they just get caught with the pants down from the call? It was a good call against that look that the Bengals like to do, that penny front where they have five guys on the line of scrimmage and one linebacker. That linebacker was Logan Wilson, but Jermaine Pratt was also on the line of scrimmage. Um, maybe it's Wilson that's supposed to cover that. Maybe it's even Scott. But I thought Scott was the single high safety on that. I think fans wanted to blame him for it because they seem to always <laughs> – it feels like you always have a, a guy that takes the rap for all these – plays given up but so that was rough on the touchdown and the play before scott uh scott's flub was deandre hopkins just smoking cam taylor Britt off the line of scrimmage it's not the first time i, I don't i think we we're at the point where at least early on so far it doesn't look like cam taylor Britt has taken that leap from a solid corner fine corner into being a good starter like some people thought he might this year and there were the uh talk there was a talk about it as well from oh yeah he's playing really well in training camp so that's is what it is hopefully he can turn it around i think the secondary still has issues communicating like the scott giving up that seam ball um and then just penalties pratt had a penalty uh i believe Ouzier had a penalty but i could be wrong on that um i just uh, it was just tough. I think the offensive line didn't even talk about them. They had their worst game so far. Burrow was sacked three times and it felt like there was constant pressure. That can be summed up from one play where they went max protection. We're going to get a deep shot. Uh, and this actually two play sequence kind of described the game for me. We're going to get a deep shot. We're going to max protect. We're going to wad up 
the seven blitzers, and we're going to have all three of our elite receivers down the field one-on-one. And I haven't gone back to watch, but there were three free runners, and they had enough bodies to pick up everybody, or at least pick up everybody but one. I think it was to pick up everybody, though. Burrow takes a hit, and there is no deep ball attempt. So that stinks. You move on. Titans, similar situation. And that was the play DeAndre Hopkins smoked Cam Taylor Britt for a big game. And third and long, it's a tough place to live, but it just feels like the Bengals had an answer from a coaching staff perspective. They had like, we're going to wad this up and take our shot. And I love that because they're not, they haven't been taking shots. So go max protect, block everybody and make them pay for blitzing. They couldn't do it. And on the other end, the Bengals blitz brought a pressure. I believe it was a man free, yeah, man free look. So man coverage from everybody underneath. Nick Scott was deep by himself uh, as the free safety in the middle of the field. And Tannehill gets it and chucks the ball up to DeAndre Hopkins, who's wide open for a big play. Uh, Cam Taylor Brick got hurt in this game as well. I don't want to rag on him too much. He had an injury both to his shoulder and then I think he got evaluated for a concussion afterwards. I thought DJ Turner played pretty well from what I could see, though. So that was one of the takeaways that is one of the bright spots of uh, this team in this game. To end it on that note, I think we could talk about what went well was the opening script took them all the way down the field. I want to see a more aggressive there uh, and actually go for the touchdown on fourth and goal and not kick a field goal from their two-yard line because the Titans aren't an offense that I feel like is going to drive 98 yards and score a touchdown of their own, completely flip it around. I also don't want to see them elect to receive. I hate it. There's an actual schematic advantage to kicking, to deferring and allowing the Titans to receive the opening kickoff, and we saw it in this game. The middle eight minutes, Brady and the Patriots used to dominate this uh, in the early and mid and even late 2000s. You get the ball right before the end of half, take up as much time as you can and score the touchdown, and then get the ball to start the second half and score a touchdown. That can take you where the Bengals were. They were down 14 before they punted it back to the Titans and allowed the Titans to go down the field and score a touchdown. If you score a touchdown there and then you are getting the ball after, you're right back in the game. But when you're down 21 after that, and then they drive down the field and score a field goal, and now you're down 24, that just feels insurmountable. And what a difference that would make. I know you have to be better, and that's not exactly why they're losing, but it just feels like the Bengals are the only team electing to receive consistently in the NFL, and there's a reason for that, because it puts you at a schematic disadvantage with how many drives you get and when you get them. But anyway, that's enough complaints about that. I complain a lot lot on Twitter as well. Uh, The other bright spots I can think of, I talked about Miles Murphy's first career sack. It was an effort sack, but it's a sack nonetheless. And I think he won before he finished up the sack. He was the backside end tail, tried running left, and he chased him all the way down. DJ Turner looking solid and extended playing time, the opening script. And I thought the run game was good. There's not much else to take away that this was a good win for them. Um, well, a moral victory in the loss. It was It was a tough game all around. I don't know where they're going from here. I believe they'll probably just stick with Burrow, try to stick this out. And rightfully so. I mean, you're still a team that is in that's trying to compete. They're not going to be sellers at the trade deadline or anything like that. They're one and three. That's not a place that you want to be, but it's also not an impossible hole to come out of. Next week to look ahead, they get to play 
the Arizona Cardinals. They are in Arizona for that game. Maybe it could be a little bit of a trap. And then you get Seattle at home. If you go to no on during that stretch, you end up three and three at the bye. And now you, then you have some tough games, but if they could win the next two, they're still heavily in contention for the division and especially the wild card with how the AFC is. But then you get San Francisco and Buffalo back to back and Houston looks better than people thought going into the year. Got a couple divisional games, Jacksonville. I mean, it's a tough back half of the schedule, although they're used to that. They are used to having a tough back half of the schedule and performing above expectations. If they get to three and three, I'll still feel fine about them. But where they are now, if you get to two and four or one and five, that's going to be a tough sell on them making a strong run at the end of the year. The season kind of comes down to Burroughs calf, but they need to be able to have a working offense, even if it's not the best offense. Have a Titans level in this game, because Titans were terrible in offense last week, but have a Titans in this game level of offense where, well, their offense is really good in this game. Anyway, just have an offense that works. Just have something that moves the ball down the field and scores you more than three points. They've scored on the year. I'll just finish it here. I guess I'm angry about it. Three, 27, 46. 49 points in four games. They're not even averaging, what, 15? They're well below 15, 12. They're about 12 points per game. <laughs> and that's one of the, that's got to be one of the worst in the league when it comes to that mark. I, the offense is terrible. The defense gets tired, and they were bad as well, even at the start of the game. It's just tough. If you're bad on both units, you're a bad team. And I hope we're not talking about draft picks. I hope that they can turn this around and move to a positive direction over the future. 